0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. The show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why And how, and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. The Green Bay Packers season hangs by a thread now after an embarrassing, dispiriting, disappointing, and potentially franchise-offering loss to the Minnesota Vikings 24-17 on Sunday night. And... I have I have used the phrase institutional failure before. But when you look at the deficiencies from top to bottom with what we saw on the field on Sunday in a game Green Bay absolutely had to have, Aaron Rodgers goes 17 of 28 for 198 and a touchdown, gets sacked four times. On the other side, Kirk Cousins goes 29 of 38 for 342, three touchdowns on nearly 130 quarterback rating. Now I understand the defense had its issues and they had their injuries. And they, I thought, acquitted themselves pretty well, all things considered, when you look at keeping this running game under a hundred yards despite 29 carries and holding the Vikings to just 24 points. If you'd have told me before this game that the Packers would have only allowed 24 points to the Minnesota Vikings, I would have told you pretty confidently, Green Bay would win this game. But what we saw was an early plan that worked. There was some creativity, some continuity, some evolution from this offense. The play calling was good. The, the play design was good. Green Bay was finding open receivers. The first touchdown to Devontae Adams from Aaron Rodgers was an absolute thing of beauty. A 10 out of 10 on the chemistry and execution scale from quarterback and receiver, but ultimately they don't make enough plays. The the outstretched arms of DeVonte Adams as the ball slips off just his fingertips at the end of the game is going to be I think to me anyway the emblematic moment of this game full of plays that were symbolic metaphoric whatever you want to say of what this season has been for the Green Bay Packers they've been close but not good enough they've been close to making those plays couldn't make them on the first drive they go three and out because Devontae Adams steps out of bounds on his own Rodgers finds him along the sideline on third down it's no catch because he went out of bounds those are the kinds of plays you can't make Tramon Williams doesn't fair catch a ball on a punt and it hits him turnover. You give up points. This is not something a well coached team does. And you're talking about veteran players. Tramon Williams is a veteran player. Aaron Rodgers is a veteran player. And I don't I don't want to shirk any of the blame from Rodgers because he is clearly disengaged. He does not seem checked in and locked in with this team. And I think that has everything to do with the person calling the plays. And all you have to do is look at Cleveland and the absolute bludgeoning they put on the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday and say there is a clear difference, a line of demarcation that should be obvious to everyone when a team believes in the head coach and the plan and the scheme and when they don't. And it is quite clear that this team does not believe in its head coach. And furthermore, there is not evidence to suggest they ought to because they have not been able to. Anyone anyone that has been on this team the last few years hasn't seen Mike McCarthy do the things that he needs to do to push this team forward. Anyone who is new to this team has not seen Mike McCarthy this year do the things that he's needed to do to push this team forward. And anyone who's listened to this show all season knows that I have not, to this point, advocated removing Mike McCarthy, firing him before the end of the season. Generally speaking, I don't see the appeal of it. And have never really seen the appeal of it. Now, we saw what a franchise like Cleveland... They just said, we cannot abide Hugh Jackson anymore. I don't think Green Bay will fire Mike McCarthy in the middle of the season. What I am saying is, I no longer see it as a net-neutral proposition. I no longer believe that it would not be beneficial to this team. Because you do want to go into the offseason feeling like you have a little bit of momentum. You want to feel okay about where you're moving as a team. And I don't think anyone being honest with themselves after what we saw in 2017 could have watched that team and said, well, if everyone comes back and Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're one of the best teams in the NFC or or clearly one of the best teams in the NFC. They were going into this offseason and coming out of this offseason even, clearly behind a team like Minnesota, clearly behind a team like, we thought, the Eagles, behind a team like the Rams, certainly schematically behind those teams, behind the Saints, without question. Well, they remain behind those teams. And how many more teams do we now need to add to that list? They're behind the Bears. And, and Matt Nagy is a huge coaching upgrade over what Mike McCarthy gives this team right now. And you can say, okay, you look at the the Eagles. They're still having a disappointing season. And the Seahawks aren't great. They're just, okay, Pete Carroll, a respected head coach. The Cowboys, that's a talented team that is underperforming relative to their talent. Ditto for the Falcons. And if this team can find something to galvanize them and a coach that can maximize their talents, they can be right in the mix next year. I, I think that's true. But the players have to believe that, and the front office have to believe that, and everyone involved in this organization has to believe that, and nothing that we've seen from this team this season suggests that is true in their last 16 games, and this is with Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are 7-8-1, that is unacceptable under any circumstances, so would Joe Philbin coming in and, and and assuming the head coaching role change something? Would Mike Patton coming in and assuming an interim coaching role change anything for this team? Maybe, maybe not. But when you're looking at the broader picture here and, and you're taking what has to be a longer view of this because it's no longer about this season. Green Bay's playoff chances in the low single digits in terms of, of percent chance they make the playoffs they have to win their, their last five games and get a bunch of help for that to happen. They can win all those games, but they still haven't won on the road. 0-6 on the road, and we we just haven't seen any sort of vitality, any sort of vibrancy, any sort of energy around this team for any sort of consistent basis, and that is a deficiency of leadership, and that is Mike McCarthy, that is Aaron Rodgers, and and once again, I mean, we were here 10 days ago having the same discussion. Aaron Rodgers has not played well enough. I don't care about your problems with the scheme. Figure it out. There were plenty of times against Seattle, plenty of times in other games, and even times on Sunday. I understand you're playing with backups. I understand you're playing with, with two rookies at receiver, one of whom is hurt. The other one, you have no idea if he knows where to be and your offensive line is struggling to block a really good Minnesota pass rush. On third and one, you have an opportunity to check it down to Aaron Jones. You, you pump fake and take a sack. Not only do you kill your drive, but now you, you can't go on fourth down. Those kind of plays are inexcusable. You can't throw for a buck 98 and only score 17 points in a game on the road that you have to have. You just can't do that. And I understand attitude reflects leadership. And Mike McCarthy sets the tone. But Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid player in football. And he is supposed to be the straw that stirs the Packers drink. Well, right now, that drink is stale milk and no one wants to drink it. And no amount of stirring would fix that. But you would like to at least see the guy who is the face of your franchise who is one of the faces of the National Football League, go out there and win you a football game. I said before the game on Twitter, with all of the injuries, and they had a ton of them, you're playing rookie cornerbacks, you're playing rookie receivers. This team is so banged up and lost a bunch more players during the game. Guys, David Bakhtiari goes out. Kentrell Bryce goes out. They have a ton of injuries to deal with in the game as well. Aaron Rodgers needed to be virtuoso Aaron Rodgers. He needed to be 2011 Aaron Rodgers. He needed to be 2014 Aaron Rodgers. He needed to be run the table Aaron Rodgers, and he wasn't. And so for all of the criticisms that you want to level on Mike McCarthy, and and they're all fair for saying this team ra- wasted part of Aaron Rodgers' prime, they did. Aaron Rodgers needs to take some responsibilities here. The mechanics are garbage. I went back and watched the 2009 Packers-Vikings game in Minnesota where Brett Favre ripped Packer fans' hearts out in Minnesota and, and lit that defense on fire. If you watch the mechanics of Aaron Rodgers in that game versus what we saw on Sunday night, it's night and day. Feet are never set, throwing off his back foot. The arm strength isn't there because the mechanics aren't there. Aaron Rodgers needs a coach and it wasn't Alex Van Pelt. It wasn't, it wasn't Joe Philbin and it's clearly not Mike McCarthy. That message has gotten stale. He needs a coach that is going to reel him in, that is going to expect more of him and say what you're doing. You are a great player. What you're doing is not enough in the same way that when LeBron James went to Miami, the heat said, you're going to do what we ask you to do and it's going to make you even better. And guess what it did, which is why What Green Bay does this offseason will set up this team for the next five years and beyond because if they don't get this right, because it, it is now fait accompli, Mike McCarthy, the Mike McCarthy era has five more games left. That's it. It's over. It's done. It is Vince Carter at the dunk contest. Over. It's over. So... Now, how do you set this team up moving forward if you're Brian Gutekunst, if you're Mark Murphy? What do you do? What what changes do you need to make? And who are you going to go get? Is it Josh McDaniels? Is it John DeFilippo? Is it Lincoln Riley? Who is the culture changer that is going to come in and set your franchise up so that the last decade of Aaron Rodgers' career isn't totally wasted? And that includes... Refocusing in Aaron Rodgers and rededicating your team to maximizing the talent that he has to work with and talent and maximizing his own talents by getting him to play with a little bit more discipline in the pocket, his mechanics, and with his progressions. And that will it will help just by the very nature of it, if it is a coach that Aaron Rodgers has belief in that he has confidence when he calls the plays or when he gives him a note that that person knows what they're talking about and they are worth listening to. This season is no longer about winning games this season. This season is about where does this team go from here? Who are players that can help them beyond 2018? And who is the coach? Who is the voice to bring into the room to set this team up to succeed in 2019, 2020, and beyond. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice and I try and be as helpful as I can with fantasy football. That's really my wheelhouse. Um, But I get a lot of questions about betting as well. And the truth is I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you do, you have to check out my bookie because where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, which is why I tell you all the time about my bookie they've been in business for years they have great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use they have live in-game betting over-unders on fantasy points and the most rewarding player perks in the business my bookie when you enter the promo code locked on 25 right now you'll get a dollar for dollar deposit bonus my listeners locked on packers listeners let's do this if you can't watch the packers win games at least win money on those games by betting at my bookie Locked on 25 is the promo code. And if you want to enter after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on any deposit over $100. So what are you waiting for? It's free money. Dollar for dollar deposit bonus with the promo code Locked on 25. And if you use that promo code after 7 p.m., they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on any deposit over $100. $100,
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: We're going to have Jason Hershorn on later in the week from Acme Packing Company, my colleague there, also at NFL.com, NFL Network, to talk about where the Packers can go from here. Who are the coaches? What are the opportunities? Who is likely to be looking for work? And who makes the most sense to replace Mike McCarthy? And maybe by the time you listen to this, something has happened. I highly doubt it, but I don't think it can be ruled out. I think the Packers have too much respect for Mike McCarthy as a person, especially Mark Murphy and and, and Mike McCarthy, are friends. I can't see him making a move like that. But I don't think it's out of the question. And I think if the Packers were a different team, if they had an owner, that is something that could be happening. Because a team that's 4-6-1 and one with Aaron Rodgers playing the whole year, injuries be damned. There is just no other way to put it besides a total and complete failure. All right, I got a ton of questions on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. So many that I think we're going to dedicate tomorrow's show solely to those questions and figuring this out and trying to put the pieces together here because there are there are a lot of parts of this. I never have enough time on the Monday show to get through everything from the game. And after a game like this, where there's so much more to unpack, where the where the impact is so much more than just a win or a loss in that particular season, I want to spend some extra time on it tomorrow. So we'll still have the crossover Wednesday Then we'll have Jason in on Thursday to talk about coaching opportunities and then our normal schedule on Friday. But let's get to some of your questions. Hello, Peter. What's happening? There has to be something not right with Rodgers. His accuracy this year has been awful. Too many throwaways. Too many not close on deep shots. Too many throws that don't even give his pass catchers a chance. Or is it just me? Case from Kansas. Case, it's not just you. And it is one of those things where... This offense has not been able to get him comfortable. They've not been able to make things easy on him. We, we hear this all the time in football where you hear an analyst say, this offense, what they want to do is they want to make it really easy on the quarterback. And they want to simplify his decision-making. And it's usually a discussion that we have with young quarterbacks. Well, offenses like Andy Reid's and Sean McVay's and Sean Payton They've made it easy on the quarterback by scheme, by giving them clean lanes to see, by getting guys open through scheme and by effective play calling, because those things go hand in hand and green Bay. They just don't have that right now. The the plays that are well schemed are not timely in their call. And the calls have, there have been plenty of times where the calls have just been bad. So that is, that is part of the problem. The rest of it, I, I really do think is confidence and then th- this inexperience—I mean, they're starting Devontae Adams and three rookies—and it's not as if there are a bunch of guys on the street Green Bay could have signed it and made this offense significantly better. They're not out there, so they decided to go with the guys that they had. I—I I- I don't blame them for that. This one from Casey, not Case, Casey in Alaska. Hi, Peter. It seems each time this team is on the verge of doing something, mistakes are made to squash all hope you know what that's called that's called a poorly coached team teams with talent are not good teams because if they were good you'd call them good that's what green bay is green bay is a talented team not a good one right now they i mean by record one of the, one of the 12ish worst teams in football that's what their record says and and the records can be deceiving they they were close in a lot of games But they didn't make the plays that they needed to make against Seattle, against the Rams, against New England, and now here again against Minnesota. And and that is exactly the point that Sarah from Minnesota makes. I'm sure dozens of texts and calls are pouring in from frustrated fans watching this game. But what it keeps coming back to for me is this feels different. Relax and the Super Bowl season and run the table. We played our best football when we needed it most. That's what championship caliber teams do and we aren't. What do you see as the main things we need to do in the offseason to change that for next year? This is a coaching problem. Sure, there were some deficiencies on the back end. This team did not lose because of the safeties. This team did not lose to the Vikings because the outside pass rush from the linebackers was not good enough. The personnel is there. The talent is there, especially given what they had to work with. The, the Rodgers mega extension. This is coaching. The special teams continue to be a disaster. Continue. And, and this is one of the real problems with Mike McCarthy. It's not just the schemes and the play calls. And, and those have been their own sort of problems and bugaboos for him over the course of the last few years. But hanging on to Ron Zook well past his expiration date. Hanging on to Dom Capers well past his expiration date. These are institutional failures, organizational failures by this team that continue to contribute to them losing games. And it is just so clear because when you have a coach who preaches the things that Mike McCarthy does, the discipline, the fundamentals, and the turnovers, and this team is not doing those things, then you understand that the coach is not executing his game plan. So when you say, okay, the players aren't executing, okay, well, why aren't they executing? Is it because they're not talented? Is it because they aren't good enough? Or is it because they're not well-coached enough? Is it because they're not being put in a position to succeed? And there is no intellectually honest way to look at what we've seen this season from this franchise and say it's not a coaching problem. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been as good as he normally is, just individually, that's true. Tom Brady... Hasn't been 2007 Tom Brady. Every year those Patriots teams have won the Super Bowl because they out-coach everyone else. The Eagles just won a Super Bowl not because they had the best quarterback. They didn't. They had Nick Foles. Not because they had the most talented offense. They didn't. Or the most talented defense. They gave up 500 yards in a Super Bowl. But they, they had the right play calls at the right times. They were well-coached. I mean, you can see Frank Reich is a hell of a coach. And John DeFilippo is a hell of a coach. And they may have contributed to the success of that team a lot more than we realize because it doesn't look like Doug Peterson is the coach we thought he was last year. This Eagles team, for example, was supposed to be better. The talent is supposed to be better. But look at the coaching differences. Offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. Different guys, not the same caliber of guys. And this team is not the same caliber of team. And even the coach we thought was good, Looks worse, despite having a more talented roster. Coaching is so important. There was a, a stat, a stat from Pro Football Focus. Aaron Rodgers has forty-seven throwaways this season. Drew Brees has eighty-two incompletions. Total. Think about that for a second. Now, part of that is Aaron Rodgers is more aggressive throwing the ball down the field. You know, you look at intended air yards, stuff like that. But that's not the point. The point is, Sean Payton has maximized that offense with the weapons they have. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are great players. Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, not far behind either of them in terms of the quality at those positions. And, and the rest, the Saints have, have a rookie opposite Michael Thomas. Traquan Smith is a rookie. That offensive line is really good, but their tight end. Ben Watson, he's not a special player. Jimmy Graham's better than him. Mercedes Lewis is probably better than him. It's not the Saints are, are infinite, infinitely more talented than the Packers. They're not. They're just much better coached. And that speaks to uh, Topher's question in his voicemail. Hey, Peter, what's happening? This is Topher from Lawrence, Kansas. I'm calling uh, to talk about the rookies on this team. At the end of the game... The commentators were talking about Aaron Rodgers' contract and how much money he had just signed. And then they also went into that there were 12 active rookies on the roster right now, three of them specifically being in the secondary. Our secondary kind of just let things continually happen. And yes, they've had sparks. But do you think a really big part of the Packers' lack of success this year is because They have 12 active rookies on their roster, and there's so much disconnect right now because there are so many new faces. Thank you very much. And so this is my point here. Yeah, they had to start rookies, and and that's tough. The defense isn't the reason this team lost. Jair Alexander made some plays in this game. Josh Jackson got off to a little bit of a rough start, but then he settled in. And, and you look around this team, okay, they have 12 active rookies on the roster, but Oren Burks is a special teams player. Jamon Moore doesn't play. Two of those are your long snapper and your punter. J.K. Scott was the best packer on the field. So you, you look at it and you say, oh yeah, they have all these rookies and these new faces, and that matters. Continuity is important in the NFL, but that's not the reason they lost especially because some of those rookies are really talented. Equinemia St. Brown, before he got hurt, was really playing well. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling has disappeared a little bit from this offense. And the loss of Geronimo Allison has been felt in a much more impactful way than it had earlier in the season, when it looked like Geronimo Allison not being in the game actually helped this Packers offense because MVS was so talented. Well, that hasn't been what we've seen the last few weeks. This team didn't lose because it started too many rookies or because it had to play too many rookies. The defense did its job for the most part. 24 points is doing your job. 17 is the problem. 17 points with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari for most of the game in a must-win game on a road against a division rival just isn't good enough, and it's going to cost Mike McCarthy his job.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a lot more of your questions. A lot more to get to. Please keep sending those in. My inbox is always flooded after the games and during the games. Uh, remember, if you're going to leave a voicemail, don't leave it for 15 minutes. I'm not going to play it on air. I'm going to listen to it, but I'm not going to play it on air. So just be aware of that when calling into the Locked On Packers fan hotline. Uh, we're going to have Jason Hershorn on the show to talk about coaching options, where this team goes from here. We're going to shift our focus a little bit, talk about some free agent things in the off season. Green Bay finally has some cap space to work with. We'll shift our focus to look at some draft stuff. And of course, we're still going to talk about the games. And there's still reason to, to be focused on the games because there's still evaluations to be doing. We want to see Josh Jackson. Throw Josh Jackson at safety. Let's see if he can play. When, when Kevin King and Bashad Breeland get healthy enough to play, I want to see Josh Jackson at safety. I want to see Oren Burks on the field. I want to see James Looney. I want to see these young players try and go make some plays. See what they have. That's what the rest of this season is for of course you want to win you want to you want to find some continuity you want to find some things that work and you want to give these young players some reps give them some opportunities to make plays in games that actually count because just because they count doesn't mean they matter right now they don't matter at least not toward a playoff season because that is a pipe dream at this point let's see that this team hasn't looked like a playoff team not once this season not not for a whole game. And it's it, in some ways, it's kind of crazy they've won four games at home because you take that Aaron Rodgers crazy second half against the Bears away, and this team is absolute garbage most of the year. and and that is a failure. There's no other word to describe it other than a failure. That's what this season is. And it's gonna be up to you to decide whether or not you think ultimately the Mike McCarthy era was that. I wouldn't call it that. I wouldn't use that word. i would I would say a disappointment. For a qualified success, because three NFC Championship games, a bunch of NFC North titles, and a Super Bowl is a better 15-year run than basically all but a handful of teams in the NFL. So we do have to remember that when we're looking at this situation from a broad view. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers, like us on Facebook, leave a review for the show on iTunes. And if you want to leave a, a voicemail, if you want to text me, if you want to call, whatever, please, you know, send a you up text, whatever it is, hit me up on the Locked On Packers Fan Hotline 920-341-3775 because even in a tough season, you have to stay locked on Packers